Vanishing. <laughs> Welcome to the Pen Pals Podcast. I'm your pen pal, Egg. With me, as always, is... Lockjaw. Otherwise known as Just Gigi Jess. Um, you do not have Lockjaw. Eventually. No, it would still be there. You would still not be able to move your jaw. It four to 21 days to inconvenience. Yeah, I know, but you wouldn't get, like, a flash lock jaw. And then have no, it like a little away. preview. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and before your feature, here's a... This is what you're going to see. No, it doesn't do that. Yeah, it does, though. It doesn't, though. He got claw marks on his neck. Yeah, I do. Show him. You thought it... Yeah, here, check it out, audio. Yep. Yeah, there, did you get a good look what at it? What if it was a ghost? Uh, it might have been. But you think it was a child? Yeah, I think it was my little. I think it was my little brother, because he's not a child. He's like a teen. Seventeen. Oh, what? My little brother's seventeen. Okay. I like that. My little brother's older than you are. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just weird. It's just, he's just my little baby brother. Oh. I just want to break your neck. That'd be great. So we. Uh, yeah. We drank Brown. last night. We drank last night. Well, I had my first Long Island iced tea. It hit you hard for a little while. I did chug it. Yeah. So. Time to keep up with me. Yeah, just kind of keep, trying to keep a fun buzz going. There was a new person there. Just yeah. trying to, yeah. Who's trying That's to ship it. us. Yeah. I imagine there's probably some listeners who do that, but she was. Telling us to make out. And... Did she tell us to make out at some point? Mm-hmm. I don't know. As a girl, yeah, so. she was also shipping us after we said, no, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not great. We hugged at one point, and she just about creamed her jeans. Probably. Because no. we were best friends, so we hugged. Yeah, listen, if that's what we have to do to get viewers on this podcast, we'll do it. We don't make out. No, we won't make out. You got glitter on Literally, your face. the most we'll do is hug. Do I? Yeah, there's a little sparkle of glitter. Where? Right there, above your lip. You see it? I think so. I need to shave. Really bad. You kind of have a prepubescent mustache. Like, your beard is coming in nice and full, but then your mustache is, like, prepubescent. I know, it makes me look like a Mexican pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, well. (laughs) I know. It's on the breeze. I I see. It's hot, but it's raining, but it's raining, but it's hot. Yeah. It's raining men. Hallelujah. Well, to that one girl it is. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we got back from. I got back from what we were doing at like midnight. We were at Applebee's. We were at Applebee's for a friend's birthday. And uh, for an ex-girlfriend's birthday. What? You mean she's your ex-girlfriend? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Briefly. Briefly. Yeah. I was telling my parents um where I was going because I was staying the night with them, and they were like. They're like, oh, you're going to see. I was like, oh, blah blah, and they're like, who? I was like, you know, oh, blah blah blah, and they they like didn't remember, but uh, Basil remembered his yeah. little brother, yeah. and he was like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> just just hanging out with a friend. I don't think it's that weird. No, I don't think it's that weird either. You hang out with a lot of your exes. No. Two. No. Well. No. Yeah. Who else do I hang out with? You know. Who? Yeah, but that was for like a week. 
Wanted to talk about some personal stuff. Oh. It makes it sound like something happened, but she was just trying to talk about another relationship in her life that went sour. Why do people do that to you? They just go to you like. I'm a easily accessible happy bun. Mm. And I want to make people happy, so people are just like, yeah. Happy. Oh. Yeah, but long. Anyways, I got home at midnight. Yep. House is dark. Yep. I have leftovers from the Applebee's. I go to put them away. And who's sitting in the kitchen in the dark, complete dark, just crouched in the corner but my fucking mom at midnight. I almost said, oh fuck in front of my mom, which is a no bueno. It's not allowed. And she was like, I was hoping you would just go straight to your room and I could sneak out. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? And she was like, yeah, I heard you come in, and for a little bit, I thought about, like, hiding on the steps. And I'm like, oh, that's great. So I opened the fridge, and I turned around, and you're just crouched in the dark basement. Yeah. So much less creepy, Mom. Thanks. She wanted to sneak away. Yeah, she was, she was like, well, I was, I was going to say... And I was like, oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. We live in an old house that's got, like, my ancestors died in. Yeah, that you just revealed right. your name, too. Ah, fuck. Again. <laughs> Damn it. Don't want to end that one. Yep, that's okay. For first five minutes. First five, five minutes. Quickly. Find out quickly. <laughs> just typing me up. Typing you up. You're my friend. Yeah, you're my friend. Yep. Yep. No matter how much they want to see us fuck, we will always only be friends. You'll always be my maybe. No. No, nope. is a reference to the other. Podcast. No, I know, but I won't. <laughs> What's that even mean? Always be my maybe. They never say that in the movie. <laughs> That's true. Um, I don't know. It's like maybe it would have worked out. Maybe we could have been something. Was Mariah Carey like? You can't say always be my baby. You cannot write down always be my baby. But you can use the song. We can't name the <laughs> you can't use the song. You're not gonna name the movie. <laughs> uh, Mariah, you haven't been. Nobody's cared about you for the past ten years. You can't use it. Can't use it. Nope. You're about to pay me royalties. Mm. Always I'm be my baby. baby. Always be my best friend. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. This phone is all screen. That's true. You just got a new phone. Yeah. What a story that was. A non-binary person sold it to me. Right, they made sure you knew. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Hi, welcome to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, hi. I'm like, I was like, can you help me? He's like, yeah, I can help you if you don't mind being helped by a non-binary person. And I was like, Tim, I don't care. I just <laughs> want salvation. Because that's all I really wanted. Oh. Because I left my other wireless carrier after 11 years. Mm-hmm. Ever since you were... Yeah, because yeah. the junk jazz broke my phone last night. And then slightly hungover and hungry jazz was belligerent to some cell phone employees. And now sober jazz is a different customer to another company. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Fifty yeah. Shades of Jazz. Fifty Shades of Jazz. And then we're gonna get sushi after this. That's what's, hard, that's what's making me hang on. That's what's important. Let's hop into this. Let's hop into this one. Yeah, I'm just gonna open the window. Okay. The yeah. Today I wanted I wanted to talk about uh, conflict in writing. Ooh. Different kinds of conflicts. What you're being conflict with. Yes. What that how that affects the story. So, I mean, the most obvious one is conflict between a, a protagonist and an antagonist. Between two separate characters, like uh, most superhero movies mm-hmm. follow this format. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes. The protagonist is, I would say Tony Stark, but all of the Avengers as a whole. Avengers. And the antagonist is Ultron for the whole movie. Yeah, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. His age? I don't know. I don't know. He's a robot. So technically, he's underage. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a year old. He's a baby child. Yeah. The Avengers beat up babies. Let's just be real. We've all been hopping around it. The Avengers are kitty kickers. Let's be real. Kitty kickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've used... What are some other things you can be in conflict with? What are some books you've read that, like, the conflict isn't necessarily one person versus another person? Um, well, there's what man versus man, mm-hmm. man versus self, man versus machine, man versus nature. Man versus machine. That could be one. <laughs> In the yeah, that, that could be one. Okay, okay. Um, man versus nature. Man versus self re- reminds me of a book I read on my last Tennessee trip. Maybe it was two years ago. Three years ago. Five years ago? No, it was <laughs> a book you recommended me called Schizo. Schizo. Oh, yeah, that's man versus himself, really. Yeah. It, it pretends to be man versus man, but it's only man versus self. Yeah. He's just trying to conquer his uh, disability. There's a twist ending in there. Mm-hmm. A good one. Yes. Schizo by Nick Sheff. Nick Sheff. That's right. I finished that book just outside of Chicago. It's not a long read. No, no, it's not a long read. Good read. Yeah. I don't like when you started writing. Did you ever feel like your books had to be a certain length or your chapters had to be a certain? Yeah, and that restricts you, I think. Yeah. Because I definitely. That's a major conflict in writing. While you're writing. Yeah. (laughs) I did that. Like. You read that one book. And the chapter, like, the first chapter is so long because I was, like, even though there's a shift in, like, time mm-hmm. and narrator mm-hmm. and point of view, mm-hmm. it's because I was like, well, otherwise the first chapter is going to be, like, five pages and that's not okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No one gives a fuck. No one gives a fine duck. Except your English teachers. And let's be real, a lot of them are just sipping rum in their coffee, trying to make it through the school. Year. My English teacher was a hummingbird. She was very polite, but she was very small and always fluttered around the classroom, and I always felt like her heart was going to explode. Oh my god. And you would raise your hand, and you have to say, I raised my hand. She'd come over, yes, Jess, I saw you had your hand up. Sorry, Jeff, what's the line? And it's like, it was literally. <laughs> what can I help you? What can I help you with? What do you need help with? What can I do for you? And then you ask the questions, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was a very nice lady. She was only there my senior year. Like, oh she's still god. there now, but. 
That's awesome. And I potentially will be observing him last year next semester. So oh, congrats! Back to the hummingbird. Yes. My my English professor, not sorry, my English teacher, my favorite one in high school Mac. was Mac, uh, who's the short little. Well, I shouldn't say short little. He was a shorter Irish man. Yes. Stout. Uh, no. You're sure he's very fit. Oh, I thought he was like. I always pictured him as like a little leprechaun. No, 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 no. And I would <laughs> encourage you to not make that connection. Okay. okay. Um, was he shorter than you? Because you're pretty short. Yeah. Oh. I'm not pretty short. I'm just below average. Yeah, well. All right, fine. I'm um, five foot eight, so. But yeah, he was great. Very, very passionate. Very funny. Uh, would get very mad sometimes if you felt that you were not performing your best. So, don't fuck with Mac. Or he'll fuck you right back. Mac Miller. No, no Mac Miller's dead. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Ariana. She had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I read a post one time after his death that someone said, like, the saddest thing about Mac Miller's death is that he died in a world where Ariana Grande was going to be married. It's like, no, the saddest thing about Mac Miller's death that is that he dead. died. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he didn't, like, you need to stop. It wasn't that romantic. He just overdosed. Overdosed. It was sad. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yep. Yep. Let's move on to Egg's Morning Report. It's the morning Morning report. report. I was thinking of the Lion King that they added in the special edition and no one liked it. It's the morning report. Oh my god. What? I didn't know what the back looked like. Oh god, it's a rainbow. Oh my god. You got a gay phone, bro. Love it. <laughs> uh, so we need I'm to... going to my first Pride Fest picnic thing. Yeah? On Sunday. I'm excited for it. I invited Egg, but he has to work. Yeah. But he probably would have gone. I would have gone, yeah. But yeah. I'm friends with people in the community. You were part of it. Yeah. Admit it. <laughs> Why are you so afraid to admit it? I'm not afraid to admit it. You're great. You threw me out of the the closet last night too. Because you don't speak up about it. Yeah, okay, but that's my choice. But she should ask you questions because I didn't want to answer all those questions she was asking me. That's why. Okay. I didn't think you cared. I don't. But she anyway. didn't ask you questions because she was enthralled with your butthole. Yeah. She was. She was on the low. She was definitely. Giving up vibes that she thought I was cute. No, yeah, even though she has a boyfriend. Yeah. Sounds like, honey, no. Girl, no. You were giving up vibes that you thought she was cute. Yeah, I know, but I would never have done anything. She has a boyfriend. I know. I've been down that road before, and it's not a fun road. I know. It's rocky. And full of guys willing to beat you up. I'm sorry I outed you. It's okay. Anyways, morning report. Uh, You care to tell the audience that you're asexual? I'm a gray asexual. There you go. Demisexual. Was that so bad? <laughs> I'm just asexual. Yeah. Um, Hunger Games prequel novel coming out in 2020. That's right. You thought you were done with Pandora after a trilogy. Wrong. Yep. Prequel. It's not Pandora. What is it? Pan Am. Pan Am. Pandora, I think, was... Wasn't that Avatar? Oh, yeah. I think so. And the jewelry store? Right. And the box? Yeah. No, it's Pan Am. Pan Am. Which you'd ever read the whole thing. Oh, ready to phone call. Who's it from? Missy Seagal. Oh. Nope, don't pause it. You didn't want to pick it up? Nope, I'll message her. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, uh, this comes from uh, NBC News. Uh, a decade after wrapping up the Hunger Games, Susan Collins is bringing readers back to Pan Am. Uh, the prequel is going to be set 64 years before the beginning of her uh, of the main trilogy. So that'll be about the 10th Hunger Games. Uh, about, yeah. It's going to uh, be in the years following the so-called Dark Days. It's going to be about the failed rebellion in Pan Am. So kind of like a Rogue One where you kind of know they're going to yeah. die, but also there's a small glimmer of hope that will ultimately lead to you getting your heart broken. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's a quote from the author. She said, with this book, I wanted to explore the state of nature, who we are, and what we perceive is required for our survival. The Reconstruction period, ten years after the war, commonly referred to as the Dark Days, as the country of Pan Am struggles back to its feet, provides fertile ground for characters to grapple with these questions and thereby define their views of humanity. So I'm interested in, uh, in seeing where, where this could go. It's always interesting when authors... So it's not taking write. place in the Hunger Games? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's going to be more about I, another rebellion. I, I would only want to watch it if it took place in the Hunger Games, to be honest with you. Can I? Yeah. For real? I would love a TV show that's literally just about all of the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want even a book that's like, oh yeah, there's these death games and they just keep happening. I want to see Hamish's games. Yes, that'd be really cool. And like Joanna's games and things. Yeah. I would love that. That's what I would like to see. Just a, like, we could have, I feel like there's a cool room for like a prequel or like a TV series where it's just about the Hunger Games and like. There are people who train their whole lives to go into the Hunger Games. Yep. What are their lives like? Yep. What's their family life like? Yep. There's, I think there's a lot of room there, but it'll be interesting to see how this prequel handles the rebellion. We've, we've kind of already seen a rebellion in the Hunger Games. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. I feel like sometimes um, when authors write books and then decide to come back at a much later time to write uh, prequels and sequels they kind of tend to be uh, stories stories tend to follow similar paths Yeah. Star Wars did it where um, Return of the Force was very much like Return of the Jedi Return of the Jedi The Force Awakens Awakens. see I can't I'm confusing the titles because they were so similar yeah but uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the second one was definitely weird, very similar to the to the uh, Harry Potter series. Kinda. Like Griswold is just like Voldemort. Grindelwald. Grindelwald is just like Voldemort. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I'm not trying to like correct you, but I just want the right things out oh, there. I appreciate. Correction it. corner. Correction corner. Um. Also. Uh, well, we don't have to say it. It's, it's, it's not really super notable. Just Bella Thorne uh, leaked her nudes because a hacker hacked her. So she leaked them? Yeah. A hacker... So a hacker broke into like her Snapchat or something, got her nudes, messaged her with pictures of the nudes, like screenshots of the nudes, and said, Bella, I have her nudes. 
pay me this amount of money or I won't leave them. And she said, fuck you, and put them up herself. But then she was having a, a breakdown. Yeah, because Whoopi said, like... Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg's involved in this? <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg on The View said, you shouldn't be taking nude pictures of yourself because you know that this could happen. Well, that's a risk that they're assuming. It doesn't mean it should happen because they do it. Right. No, and... I don't take nudes. I don't know. I don't either. Um, I've never sent a sex to before in my life, and I'd like to keep it that way. Um, but, like, Whoopi was like, well, you know this could happen, so, like, you shouldn't be taking nudes. And Bella was, like, crying. I was like, I'm so disappointed in you, Whoopi. Was it on her show? That you would... It was on Whoopi Goldberg's show, The View. But Bella was on the show? No, Bella was, doesn't snapchat back oh. but bella thorne said something like i'm so disappointed that you would send that message out to young young girls and young women that um like they shouldn't be okay with their bodies did you see the nudes um you no. saw the nudes didn't nope. you mm-hmm. nope look at me you saw the nudes okay excellent i'm excellent it's okay i was just wondering i didn't go searching them I didn't see the names. They're nothing to I saw. I saw. I saw that um, Jared nude by accident. So pro Jared. Oh. Yep. Sometimes you're on the internet and you're researching and you find nudes. That's right. I found your nudes. How? Away your camera set up in your locker room. Oh no. By that coach. <laughs> we should not talk about that on the show. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah. I wasn't um, molester. No, he wasn't. I was. When I was never mind. Oh, God. Oh, uh, Goldberg it. said the actress should have known hackers would be able to gain access to nude pictures she had taken. Once you take that picture, it goes on into the cloud, and it's available to any hacker who wants them, Goldberg said on the show. And if you don't know that in 2019, that this is an issue, I'm sorry your age does not. You don't get to do that. Okay. Uh, shame on you, Thorne responded. I don't really want to go on The View anymore because I don't really want to be beamed down by a bunch of older women for my body and my sexuality. They didn't say shit about your body or your sexuality. Well, I mean, nudes are... Se- it's not sexuality in the sense of, like, hetero, right. but, like, her sexual... To be fair, I don't think Whoopi has a point. Like, I don't think that you should just never, like... Like... I don't think that it's fair to be like, you should never take nude photos because hackers can get them. Like, but a hacker, she's probably taken thousands of nude photos and a hacker has never gotten them before. But it could happen. That's a risk you have to assume. Right. That's all I'm saying. No, I think you're right. I think they both have a point, kind of, but like, Whoopi shouldn't, like, shame somebody for choosing to send nudes. Yeah. Just because nobody's asking Whoopi for nudes. <laughs> Uh, What's next? Okay. Champion. Um, champion. Alright. Then we're gonna play a new game. Oh. Are you ready? Yeah. Alright, I wasn't I wasn't sure about this game. It's called Hold uh, Your Ear? No. Like Origami? Okay. What's the game called? Uh well, you really are just holding that ear, huh? Like like it's origami. Oh yeah. What's the game? It's called no, this is distracting. I don't like this. <laughs> Uh, okay, good. Another mole right there. Good. Remember to connect that. <laughs> it's called Why They Died. Why They Died. All right, all right. Um, it's not really why. I gotta work on the name. 
but I'm going to read some deaths coming from the Disney theme park, some of their most oh, I know famous these. ones, and I'm going to give you uh, a list of different options for okay. how they died, what okay. killed them, okay. and I want you to say, so one died after riding Space Mountain, mm-hmm. uh, she took one ride, it was feeling ill, mm-hmm. was unable to get out of her seat, mm-hmm. and then... The workers sent her on a second ride because they didn't understand what was going yeah. on. Um, did she die from A, getting her head cut off, B, falling off the ride, mm-hmm. or C, yeah, you're, you're, you're she had a heart attack. Right. I know my Disney deaths. Yeah, she had a tumor that was traveling to her brain after dislodging from her heart. Yeah. An embolism. Okay. Did the ride trigger that? Probably. No. Um, they didn't. It just happened. Okay. Uh, a scary situation involving hostages resulted in uh, what? Uh, okay, so three security guards. Okay, hold on. Uh, in 1992, Alan Ferris entered Epcot an hour and a half after the park had closed, searching for his ex-girlfriend. When three security guards denied his demands, he took out a shotgun. Uh, did he die, A, from the security guard? Not security guards. Security guards uh, shooting him. Uh, be him shooting himself. Or C. Was he? Did he throw himself off of Epcot? I think he shot himself. He did. He shot himself in the heart. Yeah. In the head. Sorry. Although he had been taken into custody, and then the guards released him after ten minutes. <laughs> he just took you hostage. Oh, you can go. You served your time. Okay, in 1977, four-year-old Joel Goody climbed the fence surrounding the Cinderella Castle, uh, and uh, his mother ended up suing Magic Kingdom due to negligence of proper fence height. Uh, in 1981, the case judge placed blame on the mother, claiming she failed in her duty to control the child of tender years. How did he die? Did he drown in the moat? Did he fall off of the edge of the castle? Or did he fall off of the fence and die? I think he drowned in the moat. He did drown in the moat. It's very sad. Yeah. Okay. What's this thing called? Why'd they die? Yeah. I like it. Why'd they die? Okay. So, in an attempt to sneak into a Disney park during annual grad night in 1966, 19-year-old Thomas Guy Cleveland... Uh, accidentally ended his own life. Uh, how did he do it? Did a uh, did he fall off of the monorail after security guard spooked him? Did he get struck by the monorail, or did an electrical current uh, run through the monorail and kill him? I believe it was the electrical current. No, he was, was actually struck, struck by, by the monorail trying to cross. Yeah. He jumped beneath it into a canopy, and yeah. untimely incident, the train was approaching and struck and killed him. Okay. Disney's Contemporary Resort became the location of a suicide in 2016. Uh, how did a man hang himself uh, from the A-frame tower? Did he jump from the inner A-frame tower? Or did he shoot himself on the monorail? I think he hung himself. He jumped from the oh. inner A-frame tower. Wow. I suck. I read the entire Wikipedia page. I just don't remember so much. There's a 
Can yeah. I be real with you? There's a lot. Like, I was, <laughs> I did, it was midnight. You went to Wikipedia? Last night. No, I actually went to uh, CheatSheet.com. Oh. Um, but there's a lot. Like, we might have to do a part two of this. Well, let's keep going for a little bit. Okay. An incident involving Big Thunder Mountain Railroad resulted in the death of 22-year-old Marcelo Torres in 2003. Um, did the roller coaster derail? Did he fall out of the roller coaster, or did he die of blood loss after sticking his arm out and having it get struck uh, during the ride? I want to say he fell out. Was it the arm? No, the monor- the okay. So it actually derailed, oh. and ten other riders were injured. He was oh killed with blunt force injuries. Oh my god! They did receive a summon from Disney. Oh my god! Uh, oh my god! In 1981, an 18-year-old man was accused of pinching another man's girlfriend in Tomorrowland, and things turned ugly. Was the man shot? Uh, did he get stabbed? Or did they... I mean, I'm taking too long to come up with a third. Oh, I uh, think he was stabbed. He was stabbed, yes. Uh, I thought you were massaging your breath. Disney apparently did not summon outside medical help. <laughs> He's fine! He's being dramatic. Maybe Disney's just like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't steal another man's bro, dude. Go get Snow White. She's a nursing student. <laughs> um, Do you think that's what they said? That bitch who plays Snow White's a nursing student. Go get her. Okay. Uh, in 2016, on Walt Disney World, two-year-old Lane Graves, Lane Graves was playing along the water. Yep, and a crocodile got him. That's right. I remember when that happened. They're showing a movie, and there shouldn't have been a crocodile in there. There shouldn't have been. All right, and that's all I have on this one. You like? You like how I knew? <laughs> I just knew that one. Well, I actually remembered that one too. Yeah. I thought that would be like first on the list. People too. made a huge deal about it, and then um, Harambe happened, and then we forgot about the little boy being devoured by a crocodile. Right, because we can only focus on one natural treasure. One natural treasure in Tanzania. National treasure. <laughs> All right, uh, I've got I've got one more more game for us. What is it? It's an oldie, it's a goodie. It's it's title nine. It's okay. one where we each come up with uh, a title for a book or a movie, and then the other comes up with what that movie would be about. Okay, fine. Fine. I, I thought you liked this one, but I guess not. It's been it's been a hot minute. Let's play it. Okay. Do you want Do you want to come up with a title first? Or you come I... up with a title first because I wasn't prepared. I wasn't. Well, I didn't write any titles down either. So, oh, there's that. So we're, we're drinking last night. <laughs> so were you? He drove drunk. I didn't. I didn't drive drunk. I definitely didn't drive sober. Oh. But I wasn't drunk. Were you worried that you're gonna get pulled over? No, I wasn't worried because my life is suddenly falling apart. So I was like, "It'll happen." I was worried about getting. I was sorry. I was more worried about getting pulled over drunk than getting into an accident. You'll be fine. And you'll have a good cry about it all at one point. It'll just hit you. One It'll yeah. One fine. day I'll be overwhelmed. I'll just crawl up on my bed and cry and cry and cry. It'll be fine. Um, first title. You can call me when that happens. I already talked to you when you were crying on the phone once. Yeah. You were drunk. First title. Um, Papa Smurf. What's the first title? Overwhelmed in Baltimore. 
This is kid named Egg. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't tell me. Fine. Overwhelmed in Baltimore. This person. Um, there's two people running for mayor in Baltimore. Carla Lewis and Lewis Carls. And they're both corrupt and bigots. Hmm. And no one likes them. No. But the election comes. And neither one of them gets any votes. Oh. Everyone just wrote people in. But this one guy, who is a local um, bartender, got five votes. And that was the most votes anyone got. His name was Cappy Johnson. Cappy and Johnson. he becomes the mayor of Baltimore. And he's overwhelmed. He doesn't know what to do because he's a bartender. What's he do? He owns a bar. What's he do? What's Pappy going to do? And then, so he's trying to deal with the problems mm-hmm. in the city, mm-hmm. growing gang violence and things like that. And the other two are teaming up to try to like. What was their name? Lewis Clark and Clark Lewis? No, it was Lewis Car- Carla Lewis and Lewis Carlos. <laughs> and they team up to try to like sabotage him. Yeah. Ooh. It's a comedy. I like it. It's yeah. not like a comedy. Yeah. It reminds me of that short-lived sitcom about a rapper who becomes the mayor of a small town. What's that called? I don't remember. Um, I got a title for you. Okay. Um, don't just say Saki House. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that bitch in the tie-dye. That bitch in the tie-dye? Yeah. Okay, so. There's... For the record, a woman is walking into the restaurant. And you tell what she's wearing. She's wearing tie-dye, folks. And <laughs> she's got a tie-dye piece sticker on her car. Yeah. So Which you know is a fucking... Day. Is that PT Cruiser? No, that's an HHR. Yeah. It still looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's the... <laughs> the rusted out Buick and the Jeep that's following. <laughs> it's the 70s. 60s. Mm-hmm. What was the hippie age? Yes. 60s. <laughs> Sorry. It's the 60s. I think it's giving my water bottle the treatment. <laughs> I'm just fiddling with it. It's alright. Uh, it's the 60s. And there's this raging bitch named Maggie Johnson. Maggie Johnson. And related to Pappy Johnson from overall, is it a tie-in? Is it's it a, a, it's an extended ah! universe! So Maggie Johnson is this raging hippie bitch. And Maggie? Maggie Johnson, Maggie? she's in this commune, and everybody hates her because she's always... Ragging on them. She's ragging on them. She's telling them to be peaceful, but they go out to get a hot bite at the cafe. And she splashes coffee in the waitress's face because she gave her waffles instead of pancakes. <laughs> Not a you, big deal. Send it back. What are you doing, Maggie Johnson? Maggie Johnson. Um, so the uh, the commune tries to tries to figure out a way to get Maggie Johnson out of the out of the commune, and, and they're trying to do it peacefully and, and nicely in, in a hippie way. Nicely. Um, and she's just not getting the hint. She's just not leaving. So finally, they they try and get. A, a hitman to take Maggie Johnson out. Yeah. Um, but they send the stupid member of the commune and he just smokes a ton of weed. And when the hitman asks who he's supposed to take out, he says the bitch in the tie-dye. Oh. Well, they have, there's so many bitches in tie-dye to a hitman. And, uh... <laughs> you're saying kind of loud my door's open and she's putting stuff in her car. Anyway. There's so many bitches in tie-dye <laughs> to the hitman. And... She gets in the car and hits Who's a bitch now? And, um, there's too many bitches in the tie Yeah, and the hitman has to start just taking them out. And the comment's like, whoa! 
something's going on. And yeah, just hilarity ensues trying to get this hitman to uh, this surprise. Maggie Johnson, yeah. she actually ends up fucking the hitman and they get away together. And, and they have Pappy Johnson. They have Pappy Johnson. Ah, the chillest bartender there ever was. Yes, who's now mayor of Baltimore. Yes. Yeah. Right. I've got title for you, Okay. Raining again in the state. Wisconsin summer. It's just been raining. Yeah. The corn's supposed to be knee high by the 4th of July. It ain't. No, not Which yet. you won't even be in the state to take your annual. Paper. Oh my god! I'm so excited. We're leaving. I gotta tell you, we're leaving at such a good time. I don't want to leave. I'm not ready at all. I need at least a year to recollect myself between each. Why are you leaving? Time. What time are you leaving? I mean, not why. <laughs> We're leaving 7 o'clock uh, at, on the 3rd. Like, 7 o'clock at night. Oh, why? Dad just wanted to leave at that time. That's good. Bro. We're driving about, it'll probably be about four hours to get to Lafayette, Indiana. So if you're in Indiana and you want to be a stalker, check, check me out. I won't be there, so why would you bother? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Sure. Um, so what are you going to do with your cat? You have a cat now. Do they know that? Yeah, they know that. Yeah, I got stripes. Um, he's going back to my grandma's. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay. We got send his pissing in the vet anyway. Why? Just to make sure he doesn't have any crystals in it. Oh, he's okay. Um, okay, I've got a towel for you. It's called my little voodoo doll. My little voodoo doll. There's a woman uh, living in New Orleans. No. Louisiana, Nola, New Orleans, Louisiana, and her name is Madame Chutney. Oh, and she's a voodoo queen. Mm. And is she a voodoo drag queen? No. Oh. And she's living in 1980, and she has this little black boy she had an eye on because she's a white voodoo queen. Oh, I see. And she calls him my little voodoo doll, and she's obsessed with him. Uh-huh. And he starts. She, he's like 16. And he, she starts stalking him, and she's like my African prince. And oh. then he's all like, you're weird, dude. And then um, she's like, you're my little voodoo doll. And then he like, she like curses his family, kills his, his dad with a voodoo doll, and he doesn't know how to combat her because he has no one in his family that knows voodoo. So he summons the spirit of Marie Lava. <laughs> she's back. Are we getting the... Yes! And she appears... And he's like, I summoned you from the dead. And she was like, no, honey, you just summoned me. I was never dead. <laughs> and um, uh, she's like, I can help you take out this this lady who makes your life awful. But yeah, I don't think you need my help, but I'll help you. So they put an elaborate plan anyway. They end up getting rid of her. Mm. They kill the white voodoo queen. And at the end, he's like, thank you, Marie. She's like, yes, but now you owe me a favor. My little voodoo doll. Oh, it begins again. It begins again. I love that. They say 1980s. Yeah. Yeah, 1980s is good. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. That's very good. Yeah. Alright, last title for you. Oh, okay. Because I'm just looking at the time. Yeah. And listening to my stomach contract. Yes. I want to talk about something else. Oh, okay. Um, Alright. All right. In lieu of the weather, we'll call it we'll the next title. Raindrops in my soup. Raindrops in my soup. Um, okay. So this follows the story of Jeffrey, uh, who's a homeless man living in Madison, Wisconsin, that town. 
Um, Cap City. Cap City? Cap, Cap City, bitch. Cap, Cap City. Yeah, so, his name is Jeffrey, and despite being homeless, he, he thinks of himself as, like, this, this patron saint of the neighborhood. So, Ooh. all the time he's begging for change, he's just listening for people who have problems yeah. in their lives. And so, the book is just about, he finds out that this, this little boy is, is getting beaten up by his dad. And he can't go to the police about it because his dad's chief of police. And he had nowhere to go. So Jeffrey uh, concocts this plan to get the, the boy away from his violent daddy. And he, he starts researching, trying to find how, uh, where the, the kid's mom is, if the kid's mom is dead. Finds out the kid's mom is an old classmate of his, and they, he gets Jeffrey, he, he goes on this, this hit, hitchhiking trip across America, meets all these wacky characters to find, uh, this kid's mom, and get the kid out of the situation, and he does. Rain does in myself. Yeah, and his mom's like, you're never gonna have to, I own, I'm the owner of a large company, I'm the president of this company, I'm never gonna be homeless again. He's like, well, I kind of. <laughs> no. Okay, no one can know. Uh, and you're gonna live here with us for free. You'll never have raindrops on your soup again. You'll never have raindrops on your soup again, Jeffrey. He's a kind of like that. It's like, yeah. He's like, what's your last name? I don't know. I don't remember my last name. I ran away Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> it's the prequel you've all been waiting for. Uh, do you ever think of songs that have the word heaven in it, and then you sing them, but you just replace the word heaven with Kevin? Oh, Kevin is a place on earth. Oh, Kevin is a place on earth. The stairway to Kevin. Stairway to Kevin. You know. Are you also picturing The Office? Because that's what I am. <laughs> oh, Kevin is, is a place on earth. earth. Sing Kevin, love comes first. We make Kevin a place on earth. Ooh, Kevin is a place on earth. Yep. I love how she couldn't think of any rhymes for heaven, so she's just like, I'll repeat it. And it's a catchy bop. You I, like it. I do like Kevin. It's a bop. I do like Kevin is a place on earth. Kevin is a place on earth. So, what books are you going to take to Tennessee? Because you always take a handful. I do. I'm going to need at least six. Okay. So I'm gonna take um, your box. Everyone's lying. Or someone here's lying. No, uh, one of us is lying. One You're of us gonna have to get line. that book from the library. Okay. I'm gonna get one of us is lying. I'm gonna get. Um, I'm gonna bring. We got one book when we went to the used bookstore. I think it was called like Nerd Love yeah. or something. Yeah. I'm gonna bring that, just because that'll be a fun, like, breezy week read. Not to not to get confused with Geek Love, which is about carnies. But apparently it's a really good book that I have on my list. And then other than that, I don't know. I'm just going to have to fly by the seat of my pants. Last year's winner of uh, the Tennessee trip uh, throwdown was Gangsterland. Gangsterland. What else did you read? I read... Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Uh, was that in that trip? No, maybe that was the first year. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And then I read, I think Schizo was that year. And Jurassic Park, I think, was also that year. What day did you go in the library? I don't know. Someday. 
Well, tell me what day. Well, I don't know. It depends when I'm off. I might even have to go to the ferry. Alright. I'm gonna do something fun. Oh, okay. I'm gonna find a book, and I'm gonna put it on hold for you at the library that you go to, and you won't know what it is until you go there and pick it up when you check out your books. And you have to read it. Okay. Do you, do you accept? I accept, yeah. I'm very excited. Okay. Shaking on it. Alright. Last last time you just, like, gave me a book to read in hand, but I like this. This is fun. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Yeah, we traded. And I read Tales of the Unmanned Man Underground. Good read. Yeah, so it's Jurassic Park. Yeah, it is. So I can pick any book I want. Yeah. And you'll read it. Yeah. Alright. How fucked up are you Are you going with this one? Uh, it might be out of your comfort zone. Alright, I'm good with that. I feel like your comfort zone with books is broader than what it is with movies. That's true. Yeah. Because in, book in books, I don't have to see the jump scares. I won't make it super long. It'll be like anywhere up to 350 pages. Yeah, okay. But I think that's what we should do. Yeah. And then you can talk about it. I emailed you my book, by the way. Okay. It's on the Sugar Dish email. I'll have to write. Right. If you want the Sugar Dish email, it's sugardish123.gmail.com. And the password is... Um, no, wait, hey. Nope. We're not going to... No, it's not a public account. Uh, so. The pet. Nope. The pet. Mm. But the pet. Mm. But the pet. I am secretly worried someone's going to crack it someday. Well, but who? they would have to... Huh? Who? No, just in general. Just because it's kind of like a, like an inside joke clue thing. I could tell that we're going through some shit in our lives. Yeah? You want me to share with them why? Sure. First of all, my nails are just chewed down to nubs. Yeah. Yep, that's a telltale sign. You have teeth imprints on your lip. Like, oh. like they almost bit right through. And that's oh, how I know. Yeah. yeah. So if you see us at live shows, well, that, <laughs> and we, I have teeth imprints in my lips. You probably won't even have lips. No. <laughs> Those would be chewed right off. He'll just be teeth. Oh, that's going to be horrifying. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it's Skatalk. <laughs> and Jess. I'm going to get some soup. Let's go get that. Your clothes are gonna get wet. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Anyways, no one to pop and drop you off. No, this has been the Pentas podcast. Oh wait, thank you for coming to our corner. Wait, hold on. Why am I having such a hard time with this today? I don't know. This has been the Pen Pals Pop Podcast. I'm your pen pal, Egg. With me, as always, is... Breast Punch. Ah! <laughs> Otherwise known as Just GG Just. Thank you for coming. That gas was a breast punch. Corner of the bookstore. Bye. Yeah.